Welcome to Kingdom Life Church, Stellenbosch. May this life-giving word activate your faith today. I'm going to jump right in. It's not going to be a long sermon because it's going to be a prophetic sermon. And I really felt that, that God spoke a word to me that I need to share um, in our first sermon this, this year. Now, I don't know if you've noticed in the last couple of weeks, since the beginning of January, last week of December, first week of January, there was an increase in the spirit of darkness all over. Now, I don't want to over-spiritualize things, but sometimes you, you experience something in your spirit. And I was experiencing this increase of darkness and, and sorrow and fear over our country and over the world. And as soon as we, we hit the second wave of infections, and it was, what, it was an in, in infection rate that spread more quickly, everybody was starting to fear again. And I was sitting in my, in my room with God, with my Bible open, I was praying, and I was working through the book of John, and I was reading and reading. And I said, Lord, why are we struggling with this still? And I think it's a question that most of us has asked. Lord, why is this thing still around? Why are we still struggling with this calamity, this darkness, this, this burden that we're carrying? And immediately, God took me to a very familiar scripture, an Isaiah. And, and when I started reading the scripture, I knew immediately this was a significant scripture for us as a church, for us as a network. And, and, and as I was reading, I felt that this was a significant, significant scripture for us. As South Africa. Now, now I want to I encourage you as I read this, as I go through this, I want to encourage you that, that you will take this scripture and you will make it your own. You will go and make notes in your Bible and you would, you would, you would make sure that this scripture and this word falls in your heart. Now, I want to invite you to go and grab your Bible. Go and grab your Bible and, and as I'm reading this, because there's no PowerPoint, yes, we're going to share the scriptures right here with you and you can follow if you don't have your Bible. Maybe you're on your cell phone, your cell phone is your Bible and don't worry, the scriptures are going to be here. But I want to encourage you to have your Bible with you this morning. So go and grab your Bible as I'm talking. I'm going to hang around here, but, but I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. And maybe I'm going to jump here and there quickly to the Amplified, but, but the main base of my context of my scripture reading this morning will be out of the New Living Translation. So if you have your Bible ready, maybe you're watching on your TV or laptop and you've got your phone, go to the New Living Translation. And I want you to join me this morning. Go to the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, and we're going to read the first seven scriptures or the first seven verses. But I'm going to go through it very um very slow because I want you to catch this this morning. Now let's read this together. But I want to invite you, while I'm reading this, won't you read this as if Isaiah prophesied this over you? As if he prophesied this over us as a church? Or as if he prophesied this over South Africa and the world? Are you ready? Here we go. Let me just take us a Isaiah chapter 9 verse 1 to 5 and I'm starting in verse 1. It says, Nevertheless, that time, that, that time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. Isn't that a great scripture to start? Where he said, Nevertheless, the time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. The land of Zebulun and Naphtali will be humbled, but there will be a time in the future when Galilee of the, of the Gentiles 
which lies along the road that runs between the Jordan and the sea will be filled with glory. Isn't that amazing? The land that, that, that's between the Jordan River and the sea, between the Limpopo River and the Western Cape Sea, that land will be filled with glory. Verse 2 says, The people who walked in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. Verse 3, he says, You will enlarge the nation of Israel, and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, and like warriors dividing the plunder. Verse 4, For you will break the yoke of slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod. Just as, as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. Verse 5, The boots of the warriors of, and the uniforms, blood stained by the war, will all be burned. They will be fuel for the fire. I always say, we're going to do a mask burning ceremony <laughs> when we finish with this stuff. Now let's take this powerful verse, verse by verse. Before I go to verse 6 and 7, I want to take the first four verses. I want to show you exactly what God, I feel God is saying to us as a church and as individuals. Verse 1 says, Nevertheless, the time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. Now, now this is an incredible start to a prophetic word, but I need to give you some context on this. I need to give you some context of where did Isaiah come from reading this or prophesying this. You see, Isaiah was a prophet to the nation of Judah and Israel. And he went through very tough stuff with them. He went through turmoil and tough things and despair and burden-carrying times. Now he was a prophet for 60 years and for four kings in the nation of Judah and Israel. 60 years. I mean, that's a lifetime. Prophesying, be God's hands and feet on, on the earth to the nation of Judah and Israel. But the great thing about Isaiah is he stuck with the nation of Judah. He even stuck with Judah when Judah and Israel went to civil war. Christians killing each other. Then he stuck with Israel when they were destroyed by the Assyrian king. And the Assyrian nation. Nothing left. Devastated. But then he started using all these tough times and lessons that he learned to coach and to train King Hezekiah to trust in God. See, such an incredible man of God. You see, Isaiah wrote this prophetic word in a time of affliction. He wrote this a prophetic word in a time of judgment that Judah and Israel went through. It was a tough time. It was a seriously tough time. And as they were going through this seriously challenging time, Isaiah gave them this awesome word of encouragement. You see, don't we all need a word of encouragement right now? Don't we need a prophetic word that we know that God is in control? No matter what we see around us, God is in control. And exactly what Isaiah said. He said, he said, a time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. I mean, I just take that as a prophetic word. I don't know about you, but I, wanna, I want you to meditate, to take this word this morning, that this stuff, this COVID pandemic, this, this issues we're going through will not go on forever. But the land will be humbled. And that was quite a, a serious thing for me. He says that the land of Zebulun and Naphtali will be humbled. They will be humbled. Now, I thought immediately about it. It's like this word humble doesn't mean that he will crush us till we are humbled. 
I will crush you and destroy you till you are humbled. No, no, the word humble in the Hebrew context actually means way different. It means that you are humbled to a different degree. That, let, let me give you an example. <clears throat> when I was a sports psychologist with, with a professional rugby team, I was sitting, I would, my job was usually to stand next to the field, the training sessions, games, sitting in a pavilion, watching how the players interact with each other so that I can, from a, from a, from a psychology, psychological perspective, help them how to use and to, to, to be mentally prepared in a session. Now one day, one morning, I remember we were, we were, I were part of a Varsity Cup group in Pochin. We were preparing for this massive game. And the guys were running into tackle bags. Now you've got a bag that you hold on and they run into you and you, you, they literally tackle you and they take you a few steps back and you take the next guy. And they had one guy less on the tackle bags. And the coach were looking around and said, Hey Henny, would you, can you help us quickly? I said, yeah, sure, I can do this. I mean, I'm, I'm quite strong. I've, the tackle bag is big. And so when I took the tackle bag and I looked in front of me, there was this big lock forward smiling at me. And I knew I was in trouble. I was overconfident. And when he hit me, I mean, I wasn't two, two steps behind. I mean, I was flying at the back on my, on my back. And I was humbled in a moment. When I thought I could do it, I was just humbled. You see, when you go to the gym and you want to bench press that thing, it's like, I can do this. Man, I'm, I'm, I, I know I've got confidence. And you try to push that weight up and you couldn't do it. And somebody has to help you. You are humbled. You see, and it was in that moment where the Israel nation knew that I couldn't handle this thing anymore. And they were humbled to a degree. You see, they were humbled. See, when we face things like we are facing right now, tough things, social distance, social changes, doom and gloom speakers, social media going haywire, world uh, politics going haywire, world economics going haywire. You see, fear is running rampant with us. And where is our focus? You see, God had to humble us to bring our focus back to Him. See, it's not a humble, humbling moment to crush us, but to make us realize that our focus is on the wrong things. You see, our focus is on the darkness. Because we are constantly reminded of the darkness, the calamity, the death around us. Constantly. This week I had two friends died. Friends that I had that that father, their fathers died. And, and, and it was a wake-up moment for me. That I realized that I'm looking at this. And as soon as I found myself, I was pondering in the darkness. Rather than looking to God. And I know all of us have struggled. All of us have lost so many. We know so many people who lost family, who lost friends, who, who lost businesses, who lost everything. And we face lost on a daily basis. I believe God is about to change our perspective. I believe God is about to step in and says, no more. This will not go on forever. See, change, to change our focus from the darkness to the light. Or to the point where we start proclaiming the light. Although we are in the darkness, we can start proclaiming and say, God is light. And He says that this will not go on forever. But his light will shine. Listen to verse 2. I love this. Isaiah 9 verse 2. He says, The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, 
a light will shine. Now this word deep darkness or darkness in the Greek actually means a land where death casts its shadow. Don't you feel like that? Where people are dying around us, there's so many deaths and, and, and all over the world and suddenly it's getting close to us and people around us are dying. Where darkness is closing up around us. Where you can see that, where you can hear that, where you go on Facebook and you see another post of a friend dying and this dying. And the darkness is surrounding us. And, and God says, the people who walk in darkness, a land where the, death, the shadow of death is casting its shadow, there a great light will shine. And I want to prophesy that over us as a church and over you as an individual this, my, this morning, that no matter how much darkness you feel is surrounding you, that you are surrounded by a light, a great light. And a light will shine. Verse 3, it says, For you, Lord, enlarge the nation of Israel, or the nation of South Africa. You will enlarge us. Our church, you will enlarge us. Your family, God will enlarge you. And its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you as people. Rejoice at the harvest. And like warriors, dividing the plunder. Now I know Stellenbosch, where we stay, are in harvesting season. And it's a rejoiceful, it's a, it's a joyful time where we harvest and you see the plentiful harvest. It's an amazing time. But the Amplifier in this scripture in verse 3 says actually that God will multiply their joy. I love that. He will multiply their joy. You see, when we're in a place where joy is multiplied, there cannot be despair or darkness anymore. Because joy is multiplied. It is more and more and more. It just multiplies and multiplies. You see, where joy is multiplied, and this is very important, where joy is multiplied, hope is restored. And we, I need you to hear that this morning. Where joy is multiplied, hope is restored. And I'm praying that God will multiply your joy this week, will multiply your joy this year, and that hope will be restored in your business, in your family, in, your, in the way you see life, no matter how much darkness surrounds you. But then we get to verse 4, and I love this. And I'm getting to the crux of this prophetic word that I feel you need to catch this morning. Verse 4, it says, For you will break the yoke of slavery and lift the heavy burden off their shoulders. And you will break the oppressor's rod just as you did when you destroyed the armies of Midian. Now, we all know what a yoke is, right? We all know that. And we all know that a yoke is used when you put it around oxen on their shoulders. And it's usually a heavy wooden object on the shoulders of the oxen with a metal thing around their necks to keep them in line to pull together. So they can't break away. They can't do anything. They need to be pulled together. And the old time they spoke about the law, the yoke of the law. That will be a blessing when you stay together and stay obedient to the law. But see, when oxen pull a wagon, they don't just have this heavy yoke on their shoulders around their necks. They're actually pulling a heavy load as well. They're pulling this heavy load as well. And it's not just, oh, I've got this yoke around my... No, no, I've got something, a burden that I need to pull. And this is what the scripture actually says, that God will break the oppressors. He will take the burden off of their shoulders. You see, when darkness or challenges or, or even sin sits on our shoulders like a yoke, <laughs> the weight of those things are crushing us. 
How many of you have felt this darkness and this, this weight of this pandemic started to crush on you? It's almost like a yoke that you feel that you carry. Maybe you've lost so many things in the last in 2020 and, and you feel that how can this year be different? You see, and this yoke of this worry and the stress and anxiety is crushing you. Now see, this was exactly what the nation of Israel, where the nation of Israel and Judah were. They were being crushed by the weight of this, of, of this yoke upon their shoulders. Then this yoke was heavy. It was a heavy yoke of slavery and sin. And so many of us have this burden of fear and anxiety today. But I truly believe that God is about to break this thing off of you. And I want, to, I want you to proclaim this this morning with me. As I'm speaking, say Amen. Amen God, thank you for this yoke is breaking this morning. This yoke is breaking. Maybe you're carrying something way different that we don't even know. Maybe you're carrying a weight of, 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 of a burden on your shoulders that nobody knows. I believe God is breaking that off you today. In this year, 2021, a year of maturity where God is breaking the yoke over our lives. Now in verse 1 to 5, like we've just spoken in Isaiah 9, 1 to 5, Isaiah speak about a Savior that will come that will do this. It will, it will break the yoke. It will break the oppressor's rod. It will lift the burdens. He's speaking about a Savior. And this Savior was Jesus. He was prophesying about the coming Messiah. He was prophesying about the Jesus who would come and free Israel and Judah from the oppressor's rod from the weight on their shoulders, from the burden on them. But now I want to read verse 6 to 7, and this is where I want to get to. This is such a prophetic word for us today. Let's read together verse 6. Isaiah 9 verse 6, it says, and you will notice this is very well known. It says, for a child is born, born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor. Now in some translations it says Wonderful Counselor, but it's actually Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Five things. Five is the number of grace. God, a Savior will come. A child is born. Now this is amazing. It says a child is born, a son is given. Now this is so prophetic. You see, Christ was born as a physical baby. A physical baby was given. But His eternal spirit, which existed in the beginning, was given to us. Isn't that amazing? A child was born, a physical being. A, a, a human being was born. But an eternal spirit was given. Was given to us. John 1 speaks about the eternal spirit in the beginning. 1 John verse 1 to 5 speaks about the Spirit who gives life and who brought light to everyone. And if you know the scripture, it's our core scripture for our church. Or John 1 verse 1 to 5, it's a core scripture. Actually, verse 4 and 5, it's a core scripture for, for Kingdom Light Stellenbosch. You see, John 1 verse 5 says the following. Listen to this. He says, The light shines in darkness, and the darkness cannot extinguish it. It cannot prevail. You remember that? You remember that? You see, the life-giving spirit, the light that would shine in the darkness was Jesus. He came into this dark world that, that people was oppressed, there was burdened, there was a yoke of law and slavery on their, on their, on, on their necks. 
And Jesus came in with a life-giving spirit that is a light that shine into their lives. Remember Isaiah 9 verse 1? Verse 1 we started that says, Darkness would not go on forever. It will not go on forever, but the land will be filled with glory. It will be filled with glory. It will be filled with a glorious light called Jesus. Now here's the revelation that I want you to catch this morning. It's a revelation I want you to catch. The scripture says, a son was given, uh, sorry, a, a, a baby was born, a son was given. But then he says, the government will rest on his shoulders. On his shoulders. Now the word government in the Hebrew context refers to authority. It says that Jesus was not entering the world confirming the yoke of the law and of sin and we need to suffer. And no, no. He came in with authority and the power of grace. The power of grace in your life. And the definition for on your shoulders actually means it is defined as carrying the responsibility of something. You see, our shoulders is our weight-bearing place of our, of our body. This is where we can bury or carry weight it's the weight carrying part of our body and and on your shoulders means that someone comes i'm carrying the responsibility of this thing you see jesus came into this world taking the burden and responsibility we as the human race couldn't carry why because the law couldn't be couldn't there's a yoke we couldn't carry it was an impossible yoke we couldn't carry now Jesus came later on in the Gospels and he says in Matthew 11, Matthew 11, it's such a powerful scripture and he actually refers back to this prophetic word of Isaiah and he says in Matthew 11, 28, he says, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carrying heavy weight. The scripture is right here. So if you look at this, listen, look at this. It says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens. Are you carrying a heavy burden at the moment? Are you carrying a, a weighty thing in your, uh, in your life that, that's wearing you down? Jesus says, come to me. All you are we weary and carrying heavy, heavy burdens. And then he says, and I will give you rest. Then he says, and I love this. He says, take my yoke upon you. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I'm humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your souls. Are you struggling emotionally? Are you struggling with fear and anxiety and stuff that, that's around you because of social media and news and news reports and vaccines and all these things around us? What should I believe? What should I not believe? I don't know what to believe anymore. And God says, this, is this thing wearing you down? He says, for my yoke is easy to bear. And the burden I give is light. The burden I give is light. You see, Jesus confirms his authority. He confirms his covenant with us. He made while, I, while he was hanging on the cross. You see, he says, when you step out of the law, that mindset of darkness and the suffering. You see, sometimes it's a mindset that we are surrounded by darkness and suffering. But when you step out of that thing and you walk with me, my yoke will be light. My yoke will be light because there will be no law or punishment or burden, but only grace that empowers you. See, when you step out of that line that yokes you to the law and to performance and to worry, and when you step out of that thing and you take his yoke light and you walk with him, 
there's something that changes. And I believe that this is a year where God will take us out of that, that row of that, that row you're walking in where law and, 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 and performance will burden you down and He puts you in a place where His yoke is light. His grace empowers you. Now the great thing about this promise and the prophetic word in Isaiah was not just for, Is for the Israel nation. It was not just for the Old Testament or for this. No, no, it was for all of us. Why do I say that? Verse 7. Isaiah 9 verse 7 says, His government and His peace will never end. His government and His peace will never end. A, son is, a baby was born, a son is given, and the government, of, uh, uh, the government will be upon His shoulders. And He will be called Mighty God, uh, Mighty Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace. And then He says, and he says His government that He's carrying on His shoulders, the authority, the grace, and His peace will never end in your life. In our lifetime, it will never end. The same Jesus who came on the cross, who died on the cross, who, who Isaiah prophesied about, is still the same Jesus today in a pandemic worldwide. How, how fears or not, Jesus is the same. Now, I read the, when I read the scripture that morning, and I was sitting with God, and I heard God said the following He said, Henny, Jesus still carry you. On his shoulders he's still carrying you on his shoulders you see every challenge you face every battle you're fighting every failure you go through in life every burden you feel is crushing you everything is on his shoulders everything you see Jesus is the, should be our only focus in a time like this in a dark weary burdensome time Jesus should be our focus and there's so many times where we take our eyes off Jesus and put it to and, and place it on, on, on things surrounding us, and we don't realize that we're taking our eyes off the answer, off of our answer. The, the, the one man who came and freed us from everything, who is still carrying us on his shoulders. See, no matter what the world looks like, we should look onto Jesus. When sickness is surrounding you, we should look onto Jesus. When persecution is following you, wherever, we should look unto Jesus. See, when death is beating at your door, we should proclaim that he, that death, sickness, darkness is defeated by Jesus. See, when Jesus taught his disciples to pray, and I love this, and I'm almost finishing. I know it's not long today, but when Jesus was teaching his disciples, he had one phrase that stood out in that, the prayer. Um, um, in, in, in Jesus' prayer that he taught them to pray. He said, May your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You remember that scripture? That's why I always say, We live on earth as it is in heaven. There's no sick person in heaven. There's no pandemic. There's no thing in heaven. And as it is in heaven, so it will be on earth. You see, heaven came on the shoulders of Jesus. Now let me explain this. If you go to John 1, 51, listen to what Jesus said. Listen to what Jesus said. Nathaniel, um, he was calling his disciples and Nathaniel's brother came and said, look, I have I found the Messiah. And he came and he said to Jesus, Jesus, do you know me? And Jesus says, I know you. Yeah, I, I know you. You were sitting underneath the fig tree. And Nathaniel said, oh, wow, you must be the Messiah. And Jesus said, well, 
Do you believe only because I told you you were sitting under the fig tree? Then he comes to verse 51 and he says, Then he said, I tell you the truth. You will all see heaven open and the angels of God going up and down on the Son of Man. On the Son of Man. The one who is the stairway between heaven and earth. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? When I read this, I knew that our focus should be on the one whose shoulders we're sitting on, standing on. On the one who brought government on his shoulders, authority, grace. On the one who has already proclaimed that he is king. He's got the name above every other name to which every tongue will confess and every knee will bow. To which God proclaimed that he is king. See, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the focus that we need to be on. Now, it is time for us to step out into our calling and to start bringing heaven to earth. Why? Why? Because we are on the shoulders of Jesus. Now, I, I, don't, I don't know about you, but I can see myself standing on his shoulders through every trial, through every temptation, through every failure, through everything in my life, I am standing on his shoulders. Because he has paid the debt for me and you. He has conquered every pandemic, every sickness, every virus. And I know it's a, it's, it's a real thing. And some of you have gone through this real virus and sickness. And it's very real. But it doesn't change the fact that Jesus already conquered and are victorious over every sickness and every pain. You see, he is the stairway to usher heaven into earth. Here's the stairway. He said, angels will go up and down on me, on the Son of Man. He's the stairway that ushers heaven to earth. Signs, wonders, miracles came in when Jesus was on earth. There was a stairway of signs, wonders and miracles that suddenly became part of the population. People saw blind eyes open, deaf ears open, the lame walked, death became alive. Because Jesus or ushering heaven onto earth. And we are on his shoulders. I love that. On his shoulders. You see, when a euro is knighted, in the old days, you know, the dark ages, a euro, a knight was knighted. What did the, the king, the queen actually of England still do it? They, she knights people. What did they do? She takes a sword and put them on their shoulder. On their shoulder. Give them the right to bear this, this responsibility. There's something on their shoulders. In biblical times, people had significant garments on. Where? On their shoulders. A garment of salvation. A garment of this. And in the spirit, we have a garment over our shoulders that, that Christ has given us. Now when, I love this, when a shepherd actually loses a sheep, what does he do? He leaves the 99 and he goes after the one. And he seeks that lost sheep till he finds it. And what does he do? He places the sheep around his shoulders. And I know there's an old story about it. The, sheep breaks the, um, the shepherd breaks the sheep's um, feet so that he can't walk. And then he carries the sheep over his shoulders till the sheep is healed. So that they will connect and the sheep will feel, I cannot do without my shepherd. Maybe you're, you had a, a broken moment in your life. Maybe you had a failure, a sickness, a thing, a burden that you had to carry and you were felt lost. And Christ is still looking for you and he's ready to place you around his shoulders. 
and to, to carry this burden for you. But not just the burden, He will carry you. In the same way, the Savior of the world came and He carried the cross. He came into the world and He had the government on His shoulders, authority and grace. And then He changed that yoke for the cross and He was carrying that cross up to, the, to Calvary to die for our sins. To die and break every burden, every yoke, every destroying thing in our lives, every darkness to break and be victorious over that. He was carrying that on his shoulders. Now when a father and a son comes to a place and they have to cross a river, I can see myself in, in this picture. But the river is in flood and, it's, and it's, it's quite deep. And the river comes almost to the shoulders of the father. What does he do? He places his son on his shoulders and they walk through. The father will never let the son walk through on his own. He will let the son or the child be on his shoulders and help them through the toughest times in their lives, through that river. You see, we are standing on the shoulders of our Savior. We are standing on the shoulders of our Savior. God is about to do something great in 2021. And 2021 is going to be the year when we see that darkness will not go on forever. God will break the burden and the yoke of slavery. He will break the oppressor's rod. You see, sometimes a sickness or a pandemic is an oppressor's rod where, where we are beaten by that rod. And the Savior will come in and break the rod and pick us up and say, your place is on my shoulders. On my shoulders. You see, darkness will not prevail. The heavy burden will be lifted and the oppressor's rod will be broken. I want you to proclaim that with me today. Take that as a prophetic word over your life, of your business, of your family, over this country when you're praying for South Africa. Say, Lord, thank you that the burden is about to be lifted. The burden is about to be lifted. There will be a moment of humility where we will refocus our focus and say, Lord, we are focused on so many things around us except the one that is carrying us on his shoulders. I want to remind you that Jesus is the same today as the day he came out of that grave victorious. The day when he gave us authority. He gave us grace that empowers us. That says no more. No more darkness. No more suffering. No more this. But then Lord why are we still facing all these things? We are facing it on the shoulders of our father. It's not coming close to us. He already defeated it. I want to encourage you today to see yourself on the shoulders of Jesus. See your family, your children. Maybe you're praying for your child. Maybe you're praying for your family. You're praying for your spouse. You're praying for your business. You're praying for friends who are sick. See them on the shoulders of our Savior. And that the yoke was broken. And where Jesus says in Matthew 11, My yoke is easy. It's light. It's easy to bear. Come and walk with me. Because the victory is already yours. If you're fighting this river today and you're in this river and you don't know, am I going to be swept away? Oh my God, I want you to take the hand of Jesus so that he can pick you up on his shoulders and show you the way. I want to invite you this morning to do communion with us. As I shared this prophetic word, and, and I believe that it's a prophetic word that is, that is something we need to speak of our lives every day. That whenever you face a moment of darkness, that you will proclaim the light. 
and says, Father, this, 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 this time of, of, of despair is about to be over. This time of despair is about to... And, and I don't care. I don't want to put a timeline on it. Oh, it's going to be two months, six months. No, no. Uh, one day is like a thousand days with God. God is already he's outside of time, but He still proclaimed and said, It is over. Darkness is defeated. Light has come. And your burden is light to bear. And I want to invite you to, to take the communion this morning. And as you take the communion, the communion cup, I want you to, as family together this morning sit and take the, the, the body of Jesus and break it. As his body broke for us. He broke for us so that we can be free. So that we can be healed. And when he took the cup, the blood of Jesus, he said, drink this in remembrance for, as for my blood that has flowed for you. My blood will protect you, will guide you, will cover you every day of your life. And I want to encourage you to have communion as much as possible. If you're married and you're struggling through some marital issues, why don't you have communion with your wife and your husband every day? And trust God that the power of communion, the power of the cross, will bring you back to that place where you look at everything except that you're on His shoulders. So I want to invite you. Hopefully all, you have, all of you have communion elements with you. And as we play this music and, and this slide, why don't you take, and maybe you don't have juice or, or anything this morning, just take a cup of water and a, a little piece of bread. That's fine. And won't you take communion this morning? If you're alone this morning, won't you take communion and pray for your friends, pray for people, and proclaim light over your life. Proclaim as fathers, when you're sitting with your, with your children, maybe you, some of your children is not with you this morning, won't you take the communion and proclaim light over your children? Proclaim life over everything they do. Proclaim, um, proclaim a light burden on them that the heavy weight is off of them. And they are free in Jesus. And if you are trusting God for healing this morning, if you're trusting God to, 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 to fight the fear and the anxiety and the, and the stress and, anxiety and all these things that, that makes you worry in your life, as you're taking this community, will you trust God that He will lift that burden of fear and lift that burden of anxiety over your life? Let's take communion this morning. Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon. For more detail, visit www.klcstellenbosch.co.za.